And that is it. It is 6pm here in London, or in the UK at least. Good evening to all my Bitcoin friends from around the world. Welcome everyone. Great to have you all with me. Today is the 16th of August 2021 and it's crazy how another year is racing by, isn't it? That's why I always say don't don't keep focusing on charts and wishing your life away because it goes so quick. But crikey, um, it's mental how it's disappearing so quickly. Um, great to have you all with us. I'll check out who's in the house in a moment. But as always, this show is about strong hand, building that strong Bitcoin hand. That is the name of the game. It is also about buying your Bitcoin, getting it off an exchange, not your keys, not your coins, and then learning how to do absolutely nothing with it. That's the key here. If you're brand new to the channel, do read this disclaimer that is down here. Read it right now because you're not going to get any financial advice here. You must do your own research. That is absolutely crucial. Uh, if you're getting into this, it's volatile. Only buy what you can afford to lose because you could very well lose it. I'm not saying you're going to. I'm simply saying you've got to be ready for that in case it were to happen. Um, if you check out my website, ukbitcoinmaster.com, you'll find all the, the videos I've done to date, three and a bit uh, years worth. Bitcoin interviews, where I've done all the interviews, including last Thursdays that I did with Pubby, which uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. He thoroughly enjoyed. We debriefed afterwards, and it was an absolutely superb interview, I think, and he thinks. So I hope you guys too uh, did as well. Um, for those of you that, would, that joined us on the 21 Million Club on Saturday evening on Zoom, well, I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, well, I know Elaine and I, it was probably the best one we've done yet. We all had a blast. Everyone enjoyed it. There was some great conversation went on. Uh, and if you missed it, you really did miss an absolute beauty of a uh, 21 million club. But hey, is what it is. There'll be another one coming up in a month's time. So if you're part of the club, uh, do come and join us. If you're not part of the club and you want to know how you can become part of the club, drop me an email and I'll send you the criteria. It's very, very simple, but you've got to be a Bitcoiner only. That's really, really important. So Bitcoin interviews, check that one out as well. And finally... I wanna don't I don't wanna say drop a lightning tip. What I wanna say is you don't need to drop me any tips. But if you wanna learn how to use lightning, and we're gonna talk about that during the show, something we discovered over the weekend that is really exciting. But if you wanna learn how to use lightning, simply download Wallet of Satoshi and or Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N, and then use the QR reader that comes up when you go to tipping.me. It looks like that. And literally, you can send 20 Satoshis and it'll cost you one penny. I don't want the penny. I want you to have a way to learn how you can learn how to drop lightning tips. And there's an address there that you can send a penny to if you uh, so choose. Um, so do use it. Uh, Dave Shackleford, who's in the chat from Phoenix, he is constantly sending tiny uh, little, you know, a few Satoshis that don't even come up to a penny, which is cool. I don't mind that. But he said that he's onboarding new people to Lightning on their phones, and then he's showing them how they use the QR code and send some Lightning, and he's using my platform to do that. So, Dave, thank you. Appreciate that. But more people should be practicing with lightning and stick around because I'm going to cover something in a minute and show you some visuals, which um, 
I think are absolutely superb. So let me get that out of the way. Okay, so I've got a bit of a mixed bag uh, today, tonight, this evening, this morning, wherever you're tuning in from. Before we get into all of that, let's see who we've got in the chat. Hang on, let me just... Um, set this up because that's gone wrong. Okay, so let's have a look. I want to give a shout out to Johnny Midas. Welcome back, John. I know you've had some issues, but great to have you with us. Matty3623 is in the chat, but I believe he said he's driving. What did he say? Did he say driving? Uh, but he can't, he can listen, but he can't comment. That's great. My lovely wife Elaine's with us. My lovely daughter Buffy W is in the house. Uh, welcome to you, Buffy. Dave Shackelford's with us. Great to see Paul Rulau. Paul, great to have you back. Yorkie Bitcoiners with us. Uh, who else have we got? Um, Barefoot Barry coming in from New Zealand. Barry, welcome to you. Always great when you can join us. Dan Suffolk Bitcoiner is in the house. Um, who else have we got? Matt Underhill from the Bitcoin book. Matthew, great to have you in the house as well. And finally, we got Vinny Rondo. Vinny, welcome to have you in the house. I know you said something, Vinny, but if you want me to read it, you're going to have to type in UK Bitcoin Master exactly as it is in my name. Then it flashes up bright orange for me, not for you. It flashes up for me. And then I can see that you're trying to get my attention or say hello to me or something of that nature. So people, if you do want to get my attention, if you want to ask something, if, if you want to make a statement, just type in UK Bitcoin Master, then your message, and it really will light up orange for me. But Vinny, nevertheless, uh, great welcome to the show. As always, good to have you in the house. So let's get over to the desktop and have a quick look at the price. And you'll notice that I always show the five-year chart. Why? Because I believe that once you've been in Bitcoin at least four years, then you've done a complete cycle. You've experienced the highs, the lows, the bull market, the bear markets, the, the Bitcoin winter, as we refer to it. Um, and, you know, then you become a mega strong hand. So, you know, the title at the top says building strong Bitcoin hands. That's what I try to do on this channel is help people develop that strong hand. You know, there's one in a thousand, one in a million people come in and have a mega strong hand from day one without any guidance. Now, I'm a pretty strong hand guy, but, you know, I followed Bitcoin Meister uh, every day, seven days a week for over f over four years now, and it was Adam Meister that helped me to build my strong Bitcoin hand, along with watching some Andreas Antonopoulos videos. But we have to build that strong hand. So when you look at this chart, we talked about it on uh, the live interview with Pubby on Thursday. If you actually go here, you will see this is the pump from 2017. OK, it always comes up as 17.5. I believe we got to 19.8. But for some reason, this little dot, you can't make it hit the top. But that was um, 2017. We're now looking at this bull run where we've had a major correction. But of course, look, the bulls are going up again. And if this goes up some and a, what twice above this, you know, you're going to be seeing a Bitcoin over 100,000. So really important that you zoom out. You do not focus on short-term price swings because as we can see here, they are massive. Look, this is, let's get to January, December, January the 3rd there. So January the 3rd, 39K. Then we went all the way up to 64K, I believe. Then we came all the way back to 30. Now we're up around the mid 40s. This is a volatile asset. 
And if you don't watch the, ch the, pr the short term price all the time, you'll do really, really well. Um, if you watch the short term price and it doesn't affect you emotionally, well, I don't know what planet you're on or whether you're a robot or maybe the Terminator son. I don't know because we all feel that emotion. But when you've been through the cycle, then the emotion just goes away and you know that this is just what Bitcoin does. And very quickly before we move on, if I go back, click to all, Pubby asked me to point this out. This here is the bull run of 2013. Look, it is nothing more than a tiny bump in the road. And of course, as Bitcoin's price goes up 100k, 2, 3, 4, 500, whatever, then this 20k here will seem like this 2013 one. Then this one over here will seem like the 2017 one. Then over time, that will seem like the, the, the bump in the road. Once you get that, you're going to do pretty darn well in Bitcoin, I can tell you. So that said, um, let's get over to this uh, weird window. As always, I want to run a short video for you. I've got one five and a bit minute video and I'm going to interject in between it uh, because, again, coming from a very, very credible source helps me to get some credibility because I'm just simply talking about and commentating on the credible source and what they're saying. So again, let me run this video and I'll just interject where I see fit, if that would make sense, and put my own two penneth in. And then I've got some things I want to show you um, on the desktop. So let me check I'm on the right screen. Hold on a second. I've got so much going on here. Right. Phone window. OK, so let's run this from Ben Shapiro. Here we go. The bill passed 69 to 30. So a bunch of Republicans voted in favor of this bill. This bill, by the way, includes the first step toward the government really cracking down on cryptocurrency. Now, I know a lot of people don't understand what cryptocurrency is. It's kind of confusing. Right. If you don't understand what cryptocurrency is, I have a YouTube video that you definitely should check out where I go through what Bitcoin is and what the roots of it are and all of that. Suffice it to say, what cryptocurrency really is, is a threat to the fiat currency regime of the United States and other countries. Cryptocurrency allows people to trade with each other without having to resort to currencies that can be inflated by centralized governments. And also they act as a repository of value, sort of like gold. So the first thing I want to say there. Ben Shapiro has got one mega hell of a following um, on Twitter, on his platforms. So therefore, he is talking about Bitcoin in a favorable light and it gets more favorable as we go on. But what he's really coming towards now is and I don't fully understand it. I'm not American, but, you know, this infrastructure bill um, that's been passed or pushed through in America and how um, well, how it's a bit of a debacle. Let's hear what he's got to say is basically what Bitcoin is, for example, is it is a digital form of it's, it's basically a digital code that churns out so-called coins at regularized intervals and then does not do any more than that, right? And, and there's a whole system by which the, the ownership of these coins is verified and all of that. But what the, the main kind of cachet of the thing is, is that it's a trustless system. It doesn't require you to go to a bank. You don't have to have a bank account in order to use Bitcoin, right? You have a wallet, that's it. And I'm going to come on to that in a minute. So just stick around. You don't have to worry about transferring your Bitcoin from one currency into another currency. And so this is a threat to a lot of governments because governments like for you to use dollars or it's the yuan or the 
Renminbi, if you're talking about the Chinese government, they like for you to use centralized currencies because this is how they get out of their debt problem. Every time a government racks up a monster debt, what they do is they inflate their currency and they just start slowly inflating their way out of that debt. Bitcoin provides an alternative to that. It also, by the way, disintermediates like the entire banking system. It really is kind of incredible. You don't think about how when you use your credit card, every time you use your credit card, there are between seven and 10 companies that are involved in every single use of your credit card. And actually, most ordinary folk, including me, until I got into Bitcoin, didn't know that. I would go and swipe my bank card uh, and pay for something, coffee, clothing, whatever. And I would automatically assume that it was accepted and the merchant's been paid. But since being in Bitcoin, so Bitcoin takes you down all sorts of different rabbit holes. I've now come to learn that it can go through many clearinghouses. And sometimes that merchant can wait 30 days and more to get their final payment. So, you know, when people say Bitcoin is slow, even if you do an on-chain transaction that takes a few hours, that is still mega quicker than the traditional financial system that he's referring to. And by the way, it takes like days for every credit card transaction to actually be verified, which is why you'll get a call from your fraud company two days after you've used your credit card on a particular transaction. So there are all sorts of middlemen that are cut out of the process by Bitcoin, by cryptocurrencies generally. And cryptocurrencies are becoming ever more sophisticated. This is really cool stuff. What it is more than anything is it's an almost anarchic decentralization of a process that the elitists in our society believe they should have control over and not you. So what is government doing about this? Well, what government could be doing in the United States is using Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as a way to break the Chinese financial stranglehold on that part of the world. Because Chinese citizens right now have to trade using the yuan, for example. Right? They have to trade using digital currencies that are being created by the Chinese government. But what if they didn't have to? What if they could trade straight in dollars? What if the United States, for example, created its own Fed coin or pushed forward stable coin, which is tied to the price of the dollar. Well, then the Chinese would be in real trouble. But the American government is too stupid to see this. So instead, <laughs> the American govern government is too stupid to see this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel that I'm a Brit, but I feel like governments are just too stupid to see how they can completely turn their finances around and improve their governments by adopting a Bitcoin standard. Is that going to happen? No, it isn't because they can't control it and they don't want anything to gain momentum that they can't control. Very briefly, Vinny, uh, my favorite Bitcoin boomer. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate that. I really do. Let's carry on. Then what you get is them attempting to undermine cryptocurrencies because those cryptocurrencies could theoretically be a threat to America's ability to be the world currency and America's ability to blow out the spending and then inflate their way out of it later. Okay, which is why it makes it kind of troubling that along with this infrastructure package, according to Quartz.com, the U.S. Senate passed a $1 trillion infrastructure bill on Tuesday with a glaring problem for the cryptocurrency industry. The bill includes vague new tax reporting requirements that digital rights advocates say threaten individual privacy and crypto advocates say could hamstring industry innovation in the United States. The bill's authors focused on closing the, crypt the so-called crypto tax gap to pay for some of the massive spending plan. Bottom line is this. There are a lot of people who are using crypto to trade. There are a lot of people who are buying crypto. And the government doesn't like that you're making money. And so the government wants to take that money away from you. 
Yeah, because they want you to spend all your money and to get into debt because the world is a debt-based, as many people call it, Ponzi scheme. So, you know, they don't want you to save. They don't want you to get well off. They want to control you, which is what they would do if they had a central bank digital currency. They could turn your account on and off as they see fit. They could penalize you if you're not spending and take money from you because they own the digital currency or they own it on a ledger, which is all they do right now, by the way. You think you've got money in your bank and you most certainly haven't. It is just a load of numbers on a ledger. So Bitcoin is no different, really. Um, and they don't want you to control it. They want to have their own digital currency where they can control the masses and turn them on and off as they see fit. And they want to penalize you for engaging in a system that rivals the United States dollar in some ways, even though it is not nearly big enough to rival the US dollar in any real sense, even though not enough companies have adopted the ability to pay with Bitcoin yet. No, but they have with lightning. That's coming on really rapid. For it even to be seen as a, as a true kind of global currency in the same way that the US dollar is. Uh, sorry, I feel just something's come to mind. I feel it will start with the smaller countries like El Salvador before the big guns finally wake up and go, oh my goodness, what are we missing out on here? I really do. It's already started. When government sees a thing that is successful, government's first move is, how can I steal that money and use it to my own benefit? And that is what they're doing with cryptocurrency. The bill requires any crypto broker defined as anyone responsible for and regularly providing any service effectuating transfer of digital assets on behalf of another person to report users' names and addresses. That leaves... What a total train wreck. You move some Bitcoin for someone and that qualifies you as a broker and then you've got to start KYCing them. I mean, listen, Bitcoin, um, I heard this on a podcast the other day. They can do whatever they're going to do, but Bitcoin is like a, a locomotive that is unstoppable. It will find a way around all of this. It really will. So, you know, on a personal level, and it's just me, and I guess I'm trying to help the noobs that hear stuff like this and start to freak out about, is this the end of Bitcoin? Is it going to go down, etc.? I don't know how many times they've said Bitcoin is dead and it rebounds and just goes on its merry way again, like a juggernaut that is totally unstoppable. All sorts of players in the crypto space, including miners and software developers on the hook, even though many of them do not currently gather or access personal information about users, many of whom are anonymous. Like suffice it to say, <clears throat> there is a wide scale understanding this is a bad piece of legislation. Right? The people who are attempting to push back against this, by the way, were people ranging from the far left, like Ron Wyden in Oregon, all the way to Ted Cruz on the right. Anyone with any semblance of understanding of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was against what this bill did. They pushed forward with the bill anyway. And they pushed forward with it because in the end, Congress does not care what sort of innovation they stifle. Congress does not care what industries they strangle in the crib. They don't care about any of that stuff. All they care about is how can they grab your cash? That's it. The original language, by the way, of the bill, there were amendments that were proposed. But those amendments were put to the side because it was important that nothing be amended so that they could pass this stupid infrastructure bill. It's, it's a huge problem for crypto. The, the Biden administration, for its, for its own sake, it, it has said, well, you know, in the end, we're probably not going to enforce it the way you guys fear we're going, we're going to enforce it. But bottom line is this. Once you hand that sort of power to bureaucrats, it's, only, it's like Chekhov's gun. Once it's above the mantle, it will be used at some point in a way that you don't particularly like. So here's the thing. 
Look at your security. Look at your OPSEC. Look at how you're getting your Bitcoin, etc. Um, and that, I guess, will lead me into the next topic. So, you know, there's a little bit about this infrastructure bill that I really don't understand. Um, but what I do understand is they don't have a clue what they're doing. Apparently, all the big wigs haven't read any documents on it. So they're passing a bill that they absolutely know nothing about, which is totally bizarre. But isn't that what governments do? Per se, that is governments, is is it not? They will do anything and everything they can to further their bank balances and keep the masses controlled. And I just think Bitcoin is a way to opt out of that. And I think we should all be looking to do whatever we can to build our Bitcoin and stay away from that system. I'm just absolutely scared to death about how it's all going to look once banks roll out central bank digital currencies, etc. And if you've got Bitcoin, you can completely opt out of that system. No matter what bills they put in place, people, there are ways, there are means, there's coin joins, there's non-KYC exchanges, etc. So let's just quickly um, shoot on over back to my desktop for a moment. Very quickly, Matthew Underhill's in the house. Um, I want to shill this book again, if I may. Who is it just said that they've read it for the first time? Was it Matty? I think it was Matty said he's read it. Where's my chat? Um, I'm here. Yeah, Matty3623 said, um, I can't find it now. This is a problem when there's a lot going on. He did put something in the chat that he's read the book and the Bitcoin standard, and he'll definitely be rec rec recommending the Bitcoin book. Great book for beginners. You can get it on Amazon. I keep forgetting to put my copy here to hold it up to show you that I've got mine. I've read it three times. Absolutely superb book. If you've got it and you've read it, Please take a few minutes, go back to Amazon and leave the book a review, because just like I'm trying to grow my channel, I need people to tweet it out or say nice things or get it out there. Now, people that author books like Matthew, they need reviews so that when people go to look at the book, they read the reviews and then they'll, you know, get the book based on what the reviews are saying. So we're all trying to work together here to help everyone. And I certainly I want to help Matthew um, um, by, you know, talking about his book. And it's a great book to give away to family members as a gift. Now, <clears throat> I want to switch tact. At the, at the weekend, and this is what you get when you're in our 21 million group, and I hadn't heard of this. Okay, <clears throat> this is going to uh, be relevant to the UK for now, but um, we are, in fact, let me come out of that for one moment. Just bear with me. I've got to come back to me a minute and make a change. Hang on. No, that's okay. I'm there. Right, let's go back over to the book. So, Somebody made me aware of this that's going on in the UK, but I've checked on the website and it appears there are a few outlets in the US that do it as well. And I found this quite exciting. What we have in the UK is we have a a a, a shop chain, you know, a chain um, of cheap what we call pound shops. Um, you know, I don't know what you call it in America, but we call them pound shops. And in the UK, it's called Poundland. And there's one in every city where you can go and buy and just buy junk and it all costs a pound. And on the odd occasion, I might go in there because I can get some strimmer wire for my grass strimmer for a pound instead of paying four quid. So there are certain things that you'd go in there and you might want to pick up, but not the place that I normally go to buy stuff. 
Anyhow, I believe if I'm right, and a big shout out to Yorkie Bitcoiner if it was Yorkie, but all of a sudden I found this. And basically, there is Poundland in the UK. And what I saw, it said everyone in Great Britain has a Poundland near them. That means that you can try Azteco for yourself and it's super easy. Go to the checkout till, ask for an Aztec voucher. It's under e-gift cards. And then you then you can get one. It couldn't be more simple. So how many people have gone in and bought a gift card for a family member? So you go up to the counter and we tried this and I'm going to walk you through what we did. We went to the counter and Elaine and I bought, I think, 20 quid each and we decided to try it out. So we asked for an Azteco, and I kept getting the word wrong, but an Azteco Bitcoin voucher. So the lady said, yep, I know what you mean. So basically she took our money and she gave us this. And this is the voucher. And every one of us are familiar with this. And this is how that voucher looks. As you can see, 20 quid there. I got that. And here there is a block of four lots of four digits. So I've I've edited a couple out. Not that I need to because I've used this. It's now swiped and it's empty, but I thought I'd block them out just the same. So therefore, you just get this code. So what you then do is you go over to their website and I'm just going to, um, I think it's this third one. No, it's not this one. It's this one. There you go. So as t.co. OK, and all you do is you take those four, uh, 16 words, four lots of four, and you put them in here and you redeem that code. And then when you redeem that code and I'm trying to help everyone in the UK here uh, when and, and there are a couple in America I spotted on the website. Um, so it might be worth checking out yourself, people. It is, it's not Azteco, a shop. They do this behind or under the counter. OK, and in certain outlets. So I put my code in here. And as soon as I put my code in, this came up. Hang on. Let me. I'm all over the place. Right. This. Right. And as it says there, um, Cavendish Place Lunch Sale at London, 0 0.0005405 Bitcoin. It was £20. They took £2 commission or 10% and I got 18 quid back. Now, that's really high. Certainly a lot higher than exchanges. But guess what? It is no KYC. You can get this, I believe, in the UK. They said, I think the maximum you can get any one time, I think Jim might refer to this or Yorkie Bitcoiner, um, you can get um, £75 worth in the UK, he thinks. But I'll test it out. I'll go and try it again. But to do it KYC so that nobody knows that you've bought Bitcoin, you know, it's up to the individual what they want to do. Now, here's the great thing. Um, if I scroll down, there's a QR code. I've blocked a bit of it out. Again, I didn't need to because I've already taken it off of this. And you swipe that. Now, it says um, the best ones to use, Breeze Wallet, Phoenix, Blue Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi. I used Moon Wallet and I scanned it. I scanned this QR code with my Moon Wallet on my phone. OK, and it the, 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 the circle was going around saying it was doing something and it went around for 30 seconds, but it didn't say completed. So while it was doing that, I went into Moon Wallet and bang, it was there. So it works on Moon Wallet as well. So I just think this is just incredible for anybody that wants to get a bit of Bitcoin and it puts it in as lightning. 
as well. So you bought Bitcoin from Azteco, and yet when it goes into your Lightning wallet, it puts it in as Satoshis, which is really, really flipping neat, in my opinion. So if you want to check that out, um, it's as azte.co. Um, where's the other one I can bring it up? You know, this, this is worth having a look at as well. It explains what it all is. Um, and then at the bottom, there is a map. And you can see here, if you go to the bottom, you can see there are some in the United States. When you zoom in, I think there's Michigan, Cleveland, um, to, to name a few. But, you know, some of you might not want to use this, might not want to pay the 10%. Me personally, I've got my Bitcoin stash, let's use that word. But this is a way to top up my lightning, you know, and just get familiar with it all and, you know, find merchants that might take lightning in the future. And that could be my fun money that I play around with that I maybe buy a coffee with at some point, if that makes sense. So it's not affecting the chunk of Bitcoin that we've got for ours and our kids' futures. It is just getting used to the second layer on top of Bitcoin, which is lightning. So I think it's absolutely superb. I don't know what you guys feel about it, but it is definitely worth checking out. Um, Azteco, it's called, or azte.co. So let's go back over here. Right. So found a couple of tweets just to wrap the show up. We know that yesterday was the 50th anniversary or the 50th birthday of President Richard Nixon taking the world off the gold standard. Um, and, you know, there's some commentators saying that it's going to collapse soon. The dollar's going to collapse because fiat currencies don't last, etc. But I don't know. I just got this feeling they'll kick the can down the road. They'll find a way to keep it going longer. But there was a couple of tweets went out from Dennis Porter, this one. 50 years ago today, which was yesterday, today, uh, we started a massive monetary experiment. That experiment failed and is now on the brink of total collapse. Fortunately, we have the Bitcoin life raft to save us from decades of bad decisions. Imagine not getting in as the boat sinks and the water rises around you. I always liken that to Noah's Ark. You know, when some some got on the ark and everybody didn't and the water rose and rose and the ark went off and millions and billions drowned when all Noah was trying to do was say, get on the ark. So I'm your modern day Noah and I'm saying it is really important you get on the ark and you get on the ark right now. Giacomo Zucco said, on this day 50 years ago, a reckless, unsustainable, irresponsible, unprecedented and morally bankrupt experiment began. The fiat money experiment, 50 years later, its tragic resolution is starting to unfold gradually, then suddenly. Now, if you, whoever you are watching this, are new to all of this and thinking, what the heck, what's this, what planet is this guy on? Here's the thing. My advice, do some research and try and understand why we're saying what we're saying before you dismiss it out of hand and say, the guy's gone loopy. Because four years in the space, watching people like Max and Stacey and their Kaiser Report, very interesting stuff. They have really interesting guests. I'm listening to 
experts out there in their field that are saying we've never seen figures like what's going on at the moment. The money printing, the inflation well up above 12 percent, nearly 20 percent. And excuse me. And they're saying it's 2%. They're manipulating figures. Inflation goes up. The only people that, that get well off are the people that have got assets like properties and businesses and, you know, um, that type of thing. Bitcoin, gold, etc. People that have just work monthly, get paid weekly or monthly and have day jobs, driving trucks, forklifts or whatever, working in shops. They live paycheck to paycheck. They are going to get worse and worse and worse off as all the prices start to rise. And even regular people that I'm talking to now, uh, you know, just generally in life that I know, are even saying throwaway comments to me like, flipping out, things are getting so expensive. That's inflation, people. It creeps up on you very slowly. And all you see is a few things getting more expensive, fuel going up, you know, clothing. It might be having your hair and nails done. It might be um, food. It might be timber. But all of them together, 5%, 10% across the board. And before long, you've got to find another two or three hundred pounds a month to just stand still to where you were six months ago. Don't let that happen to you and find that all of a sudden you can't make ends meet. Get some Bitcoin, get into this overlay, start to learn about how this is going to be way, way, way worse than the Great Depression of the early uh, 20th century or you know, 1929 crash and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm saying, isn't it better to be prepared and not have it collapse than not be prepared? It collapses and you think, what the heck do I do now? Darren Feinstein said, Bitcoin is a peaceful and unalterable accounting force backed by an immutable and distributed ledger protected by millions of servers stroke nodes. I run a node in the corner. It purrs away. I forget it's there. The only time I don't forget it's there is when I unplug it, um, the, the ether cable, just to do my show because my bandwidth upload speed is atrocious. That's the only time I even remember it's there. It's purring away in the background. And anyone can run a node, absolutely anyone. And you are helping protect the network, keep it strong, helping with your Bitcoin privacy. And I would encourage you all to run a node if you've got an internet connection. The Bitcoin network is the first time in human history a monetary system doesn't care and cannot be manipulated by politics, governments or banks. Let me say that again cannot be manipulated by politics, governments and banks. For pretty well every one of us on this call and out there in the world right now, we've all lived our entire lives being manipulated by these entities that I've just referred to. And you know what? Bitcoin gives you the chance to opt out of that. So this is a huge deal that most people simply are not ta not um, taking seriously enough. They're really not. And then this one, I love this one from Bitcoin. <clears throat> Approximately 54.1% of all Bitcoin in circulation has not moved in more than a year. <clears throat> Sorry. What does that tell you? 
The hodlers are hodling. Strong hands are getting stronger. There are more people getting stronger hands. What does that mean? <clears throat> Sorry. It means that there's going to be less and less Bitcoin for everyone to squabble over. It is simple supply and demand, people. When your Bitcoin is off the table, when there's hardly any liquid supply out there, when people want it, they'll pay fortunes for it. And that pushes the price up. It is just simply supply and demand. Nothing more than that. Casso asks, are you using Lightning too, Brian? Casso, uh, I haven't got any Lightning channels. I'm open. I'm learning. I've got Lightning on my node, but I haven't gone into it yet. I've just, I'm sort of way behind on it all. I mean, I I'm, I think I'm ahead of most Casso in as much as I am moving sats around on Wallet of Satoshi from tipping.me. If anyone drops a tip, you know, onto Moon or, or Wallet of Satoshi. So I'm moving Lightning that way, but I have not got any channels open yet. That's my next stage to start learning about all of that and then start looking at Lightning channels. So I'm like anybody. You know, I'm learning as I go along. I didn't know any of this until I got into Bitcoin. So it took me four years to get where I am knowing about Bitcoin and get a full node running. So, you know, not yet. Not I am moving lightning, but I haven't got lightning channels opened um, as yet. Whoops, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, hang on a sec. I've lost my cursor. I've got about four windows open here. Right. OK, so I'm going to tell you who my live guest is on Thursday if you weren't on last week's show. Um, but I love quotes. You know me in quotes. Look at this one. Great success always comes at the risk of enormous failure. Let's look at that and Bitcoin. <clears throat> we know that early adopters not so much right now, but the early adopters, even before I got in, we knew it was a big risk. We knew, sorry, they, I wasn't, I got in in 2017. So let's say the ones before that. They knew that Bitcoin could fail. Even when I got in in 2017, I, they, they were still saying that Bitcoin could fail. You know, over a, a, bit, a trillion dollar Bitcoin now, we've been there, we're, we're creeping back there now. I think, as Michael Saylor says, Bitcoin's too big to fail now. I think too many politicians... Um, big businessmen, billionaires, etc., have got Bitcoin. So they are mindful that they don't want to kill it because they're killing their own investment. I think it's gone too far now for it to, to, to be killed or stopped. But, you know, those early investors, they put their money in and they didn't know if it was going to work or not. So when people today say, oh, aren't they lucky investing when Bitcoin was $400 or $300 or $100? No. Listen, they took the greatest risk with their money that putting it in, they might lose it all. And, you know, if Bitcoin failed, those of us putting our money in today, I believe, and it's not financial advice, it's just me sounding off. I believe that the asymmetric bet is 99.9% Bitcoin's going to fail, going to succeed and change the world. And not even 1%, actually, probably 99.999% and 0.0001% that Bitcoin could be taken down. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I don't know what's going on. I've got a tickle in my throat somehow. So the asymmetric bet is you've got a 99.9% .9 chance that you're going to really change your family's fortunes with this and a fraction of a 1% chance that it might all go to zero. So, you know, great success always comes at the risk of enormous failure. I think that's gone now, but from a great man, Winston Churchill.
So people, um, that is your material that I wanted to talk about on today's show. Um, if you're on Thursday's show, you know I had Pubby on from the Toxic Happy Hour. Um, this coming Thursday, I've got Danish on, Anders. Um, he uh, is, I think he's the number one trader on eToro or something or the copy trader or whatever they call it. I don't trade, but he has said that he has the most liquidity, I think, on eToro uh, and he doesn't he, he doesn't advise anyone to trade. OK, but he just has trade money that he plays with and he's got his Bitcoin stash. So he makes that abundantly clear that he buys and he holds. But Danish has been on my show before. He's been on many shows. He's extremely bullish on Bitcoin hyper. I can never say that word. Bitcoin hyponization. <laughs> I can't say it. I know what it is. Hyper-Bitcoinization, I think that might be the word. So come and listen on Thursday, 6 p.m. London, uh, when I'll have Anders on. <clears throat> I've also got some incredible guests lined up for September and into October. I don't want to, you know, uh, steal their thunder right now, but I mean some really, really top guests that have got hundreds of thousands of followers. So, um, and again, thank you, Pubby, for connecting me with some of those big dudes in the Bitcoin space. So they'll be coming up later this year. So stay tuned um, to the UK Bitcoin Master live show, people, because there's going to be some beauties. What's my wife saying? Pastor Phil sends his greetings to you all. He misses the live chat. Phil, I know every single show you watch on Catch Up afterwards, Phil. So I'm telling you, you might not be in the live chat, but I know you're here in spirit. And I know that when Bitcoin moons, you'll be back in the chat live with us um, commentating as well. So people, that is your UK Bitcoin Master live show for today, the 16th of August, 2021. Don't forget... Strong Bitcoin hand. Build that strong hand. Get some Bitcoin. Get it off that exchange onto a Trezor. That's my hardware wallet of choice. Try that lightning out. I'll, I'll help anyone. We've done it. You know, if you want any guidance, reach out to me. Um, it was so easy. It was seamless. And nobody knows that I bought it. And that's the nice thing, because buy some Stack it up, you know, and as it grows, you know, that's the under the radar money, if you will. Um, it's worth trying out. So Yorkie Bitcoin, a thank you to you for that. That is it, peeps. Uh, tweet this out, please. I would greatly appreciate it. I would also greatly appreciate it if you would go back into the chat when the show's over and leave a comment because it then keeps this relevant on YouTube so more noobs can find it. And also... Go and subscribe to UK Bitcoiner, which is my backup channel, because for those of you that are new to this channel, this has been taken down once already for no reason at all. And I've got it all set up that that UK Bitcoiner backup channel is dormant. So if you subscribe, you won't get any notifications. So you don't need to worry about that because I don't use it. But if this channel gets taken down again, as it's been done once, I will simply move my live streaming software straight over to UK Bitcoiner and I will go live there. And that's when you'll be notified that I'm going live there. And that's where we will limit the amount of people that say, Oh, UK Bitcoin master, where have you been for three months? We didn't know you, you haven't been around. And it's like, no, if you'd subscribe to my backup channel, you'd know that the, this one got taken down and I've gone over there. And yet people don't. It's like trying to herd cats. It really is. That is it. I'll leave you with my social media links, peeps. Thanks for your support. As always, pound that like button. That's so important. I'll be back on Thursday. I'm Brian signing off. Have a great week.